0: In today's episode of Biz Leader, we'll be in conversation with Andrew Cohen, who is currently the director and CEO of Hong Kong Express. We're your hosts. I'm Leslie Montgomery,
1: and I'm Tim O'Chay.
0: I'm Biz Leader.
1: Great network, low fares. Uh, you know, very safe, on time. You know, secure, so that people just feel that you know, really they can they can trust us to get there.
0: Cohen has made a successful career as a specialist in getting low-cost carriers or airlines off the ground and translating them into profitable ventures. Andrew started his career in the 1990s with British Airways. After having spent 10 years with BA, Andrew saw an opportunity in the LCC or low-cost carrier market and decided to seize it.
1: Uh, I actually started uh, in aviation uh, straight off to university in British Airways where I uh, just went through, uh, you know, training and so on. And um, I spent 10 years in British Airways uh, with uh, my last job there actually being a very interesting one, looking after uh, all the financial uh, aspects, British Airways, um, alliances and operations in the Americas. So this meant I went back and forth from London to New York and Toronto and the Caribbean and South America. And, you know, so very, very, very nice time, um, but uh, after, you know, uh, after 10 years in, in British Airways, I decided I needed a change and went to um, my first low-cost airline called Go that was set up by uh, British Airways to compete in the, uh, in the low-cost sector. At that time, Ryanair and EasyJet, which you've probably heard of, were starting to uh, get established and build the whole LCC sector in, uh, uh, in the UK and Europe. And I thought, well, that's, you know, very interesting uh, development, really, of the uh, of the aviation market. So, uh, uh, I went to GO in 1999, so just just before the, the turn of the century. Um, and that was also a very, you know, very exciting time. I was very lucky uh, to join just as GO was going through a uh, big expansion. Um, and, you know, a lot of things happened. We did a, a management buyout of GO, in fact, from, uh, from British Airways. And... Uh, uh, continue to grow the build, uh, the business, and then EasyJet came along and said, "Well, we want to buy buy Go," and it was um, it was one of those situations where, uh, yeah, honestly, your heart was breaking because it was you know the right business decision, but your your head was saying you know you absolutely must do this. So uh, you know we, we we sold Go to uh, you know to EasyJet, and uh, and that's part of what's uh, helped uh, EasyJet grow into now you know a very major airline in Europe. Um, but that really gave me the the, the taste for, for LCCs um, the, uh, and, and the whole LCC um, I guess expansion around the world was starting to really get underway because it started in the USA and then spread to the UK and then to Europe and so on. Um, so I then had a whole succession of Different jobs um, at various LCCs in the Middle East. For example, I worked uh, there. I uh, worked in India. I worked in, uh, uh, and then I moved to to Asia. I worked in the Philippines, Japan, Vietnam, and then the, um, and then in two thousand thirteen the opportunity came up uh, to come to Hong Kong, which uh, you know brings me up today.
0: So how do these LCCs work, and how can they have such cheap? ticket prices
1: it basically comes down to cost control
2: doesn't it right uh, every which way you can um, but i mean it starts even before the plane's purchased right
0: yeah a lot of lccs will buy used planes or they stick with one type of plane so when they need repair parts or they have any kind of maintenance costs they already know what they're dealing with
2: so standardization right i also heard that uh, increasingly they're they're not so much buying old planes Because within the last decade or so, planes have actually become so much more efficient in terms of operation, uh, maintenance. Uh, So it's actually, it sometimes makes more business sense for them to buy uh, a bunch of new planes in bulk, so they get the bulk buyer's discount.
0: Yeah, and I guess in the long run, um, that plane will be more efficient. Another thing they do is try to have a really quick turnaround time. So from getting to A to B and back to A again, sometimes spending less than an hour on the tarmac.
2: Sorry, let's go back to um, the, the first point you were saying. I just wanted to expand a bit about the economy of scale, like being able to buy in bulk. Because it doesn't just end at plane purchases. I mean, things like uh, insurance, getting getting your fleet insured. Uh, you could probably get a better deal. Things like fuel. Yes. So those are the economies of scale that come with you know standard fleet. And then you mentioned turnaround time. Yeah. yeah anything you can do to speed up loading and unloading basically just have those planes out there working as close to 24-7 as you can with as little downtime as for things like loading unloading maintenance and whatnot
0: yeah if you were to serve peanuts on a plane then they're going to spend at least 20 minutes cleaning up all the peanut packages so the less things they can offer the faster they'll have for cleanup and turnaround time as well just
2: over doing some cursory research Uh, Some of these LCC planes could be flying as much as eight flights a day, uh, you know, short haul. If it's a, a round trip, then, you know, one way is one trip. So, you know, four destinations in one day. This is a proven model that was pioneered by Southwest Airlines, right?
0: Yeah. So they had the first LCC, and many people that have started LCCs have followed their guidelines.
2: 30 years ago?
0: Yeah, it's 30 years ago.
2: Um, but yeah, people are like um, the, the founder of EasyJet, uh, Ryanair, they've all, they've all cited Southwest Airlines as the business model.
0: Right, so let's see what Cohen has to say about running a successful airline.
1: You know, there's no uh, magic formula. There, you know, there really isn't. But, but I think the key things to get right are, you know, get the team right for, for a start. We were very careful at the start of the conversion of uh, HK Express into an LCC to, you know, pretty much start with, you know, essentially a new management team and, you know, new organisation all the way through. And that meant that certainly we had some challenges, you know, people learning their roles and all the rest of it. But it meant that we also brought in a lot of fresh ideas and so on, very talented people, particularly from other industries. And that brought, you know, a lot of energy and you know, uh, good thinking, you know, especially from other industries, that I think's really sort of paid off, you know, we're starting to see the payoff now, because as all those new people have built up their understanding of the airline and the LCC business model, they're starting to combine that knowledge with all their, their own, you know, experience and skills and so on, we're starting to really get you know, very good, you know, input and value from those people. I think it's it's very important to get the team right, you know, get get that team right. second thing I think is, is, is absolutely key is is for everybody to be clear what we're trying to do. You can't get the ball in the net if you don't know which net you're trying to get the ball, you know, which, which net you're shooting for. We work, um, you know, very hard on, on the communication. This is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. And that at least helps um, orientate everybody, you know, towards the... You know the you know the business goals, and then I think the you know the other thing is that certainly for the uh, uh, the the business sector that we operate in, you know the LCC airline, you know it's very much about being very disciplined about applying that LCC business model, which has really been perfected, you know around the world. So you know in a way we've got no real excuse. But, you know, follow it and follow it well. You know, all the sort of mistakes have been made by other people. We've got to be very disciplined and uh, not sort of reinventing the wheel and follow a model that works. You know, focus on getting the costs down and, you know, focus on on, on really meeting the you know the needs of key customer base, which is, you know, Hong Kong, but also, you know, the Pearl River Delta, because obviously a lot of people come over the border to access our low fares. And, and it seems to be coming together.
0: Andrew believes that the success of any business lies in getting the right team. If the team works hard and ensures they are adding value, then success is sure to knock at the door. Now the aviation industry is a competitive one. Hong Kong, for instance, has around 18 low-cost carriers flying in from other countries. So how does HK Express stand up to this stiff competition?
1: Hong Kong's in, in, in just a great location, both itself but obviously being part, you know, of the uh, of the wider you know Pearl River Delta and um, when I looked at the, the opportunity for Hong Kong Express this is something that was very very clear you know the massive market opportunity presented by you know uh, Hong Kong and the Pearl River Delta as we know I mean it depends how far you, you 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 sort of draw the line but we've got 60 to 80 million people within a few hours of Hong Kong and we've got, uh, you know, particularly in, on the mainland China side of the border, we've got many, we've got a, you know, a, a fantastic middle class emerging. You know, many people, you know, who want to travel, you know, and travel by air and so on. You know, when, I'm, uh, when I travel on our aircraft, uh, particularly for new routes, you know, I go up and down the aircraft just talking to passengers and so on. And there's a, there's a significant number that have come over the border from Shenzhen, for example, or from, uh, you know, or from Zhuhai who are accessing the, uh, you know, really the low fares that we're offering. But one of the things that we we observed was that airlines, you know, here in Hong Kong, there were a lot of very attractive destinations that weren't really being served. You know, we did a lot of surveys, Facebook surveys, um, you know, Weibo surveys, went on all the social media, and we asked, you know, the people of Hong Kong and, and the surrounding area, you know, where do you want to fly? And uh, and the top you know destination which keeps coming up consistently in fact is Japan you know the Japanese the various Japanese cities and then Korea and then Southeast Asia and so on. When we looked at the fares you know the air fares between Hong Kong and Japan, they were really really high. You know um, on a sort of a like versus like basis with say Singapore they were approximately double. And as we know in Hong Kong lots of people earning sort of quite good salaries but things like um, living costs are you know, very high, so uh, you know, we, we sort of thought, well, the, you know, those very high airfares just don't really make sense and we've got a real opportunity here, fantastic catchment area, very high fares, some great destinations that are not being served. So it was then, in a way, really a, a, a no-brainer you know, to restructure HK Express into an LCC and then build up that uh, the route network focusing on you know Japan and Korea and Southeast Asia and also some you know some key destinations in China as well particularly those that are you know neglected if you like by you know by the other carriers so we fly to Ningbo and Wuxi and to Kunming and Um, And also some seasonal destinations, you know, Hila, for example, uh, Langzhou. So that's that's given us a a really nice, you know, uh, route network. But what we're seeing is a lot of passengers who perhaps um, either couldn't afford to travel at all or haven't travelled by air in a long time, you know, now starting to travel and travel more often. You know, and that's really what low fares do. They give people more opportunity, you know, to travel. And that's really, you know, been the key thing behind, uh, you know, Educate Express's growth to date. It's a market that's changing. You and I know that uh, go into any Chinese, you know, any mainland China city, uh, you can't find anybody that is separated by more than a few inches from their mobile phone. You know, they've always got their mobile phone. So I actually think that, um, and and it's obviously the same in Hong Kong, it's the same in, 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 in Asia. So part of our... Uh, part of our commercial strategy was very much about making booking online um, very easy, you know, very very uncomplicated. So that's both, you know, on desktops but also on mobiles, very easy. Whilst you're right, that certainly on mainland China, many of our bookings initially were, you know, from travel agents. We're still very happy to work with travel agents. What we've seen is very strong growth over time in bookings direct on our website. You know, through people using their mobile phones um, or using online travel agents, you know, C Trip, Taobao, for example. Um, and, 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 we, and we're and we very happy with that. I mean, from our perspective, what we want to do is get our, our low fares out there and, and, and we let our guests really book whichever way they feel most comfortable.
0: So, what can we expect for 2017 with
2: LCCs? Well, I think oil prices, of course, play a, a, a role in how expensive or how affordable tickets are. I think most of the bets right now is that it's gonna remain around $55 per barrel below. But I mean, I wanna take away from oil, because oil prices affect low-cost carriers as much as flagship carriers, maybe even more so because LCCs have thinner margins. But this hasn't stopped the expansion of LCCs. Places like even in Europe, Ryanair is overtaking much of the market. It's boosted its passenger tally by 15% last year. Uh, Norwegian Air Shuttle and another LCC has overtaken um, Norway's flagship carrier SAS for the first time. Uh, There's even a budget carrier in Eastern Europe called Wizz Air Holdings, and uh, they've grown their numbers by 19% to $23 So there's definitely a demand for these low-cost carriers, and they're increasingly eating into the market share of flagship carriers.
0: Yeah, the low-cost airlines market share stands at 56% among Southeast Asian countries. 40% in Western Europe, and 32% in the U.S.
2: So it seems that LCCs are kind of doing best in developing markets, where the market isn't so dominated by established players.
0: Right. So if you're wondering just how much lower cost are these LCCs, according to Deutsche Bank, they are more than one-third less in terms of the operating cost per passenger.
2: So has this changed your thoughts about flying with Hong Kong Express?
0: Yeah, I'd give them a go.
2: I, just, I don't think I'm flying to any other cities.
0: Like, quite honestly, when I need to go somewhere that's an hour or three hours away, I'll go with whatever's cheapest. I mean, it's just a short trip. I don't really need anything else just to get there. Um, that being said, you know, I'm quite short, so I fit into compact spaces.
2: Yeah, I, I legroom is a perennial problem with me on flights.
0: Listen to us on iTunes, Shimalaya, or Stitcher if you use Android. For more information, check out bizleaderpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash bizleaderpodcast.
2: See you next week on Biz Leader.